Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Plus 6 Podcast. My name is Pete, and I go by the name of AFR Ratings. Pete on Twitter. Welcome to a man you know on Twitter. It's Jeff DT. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hey, Pete. We are talking premium midfielders this podcast. So the question I have for you, are you locked in for your four or five mids uh, to start the season? Are you really sort of locked into those players, or do you still have some flexibility in your thoughts to make some changes? I definitely got the flexibility. Um, again, I, going for all my primos, I, I'm not locked in on anyone because it's too early in the season to be doing that. But I just feel like the midfielders are ones we have to nail. There's no wiggle room. There's no, you know, leniency as such. We're going to have potential problems in other lines, and the midfielder midfield primos we start with, we want to lock. You know, be sure that they're going to be there for most of the year. Yeah, for me, I'm flexible as well. I've got a couple of players I'm targeting, but uh, I think I'm narrowing it down to those players that are just, you know, pure mids only. Don't want to really see a secondary role for any of them. Um, looking for a little bit of value here, maybe, here and there. Um, but, yeah, looking for high-selling type players there as well. And the one thing that we really need to keep into consideration, Jeff, is we need uh, quite a number of captain options to start the season. And that's where we're going to find a stack of these, uh, starting with the, obviously our, probably our top four mids. So your thoughts there on captain options? Yeah, for sure. Like we, you know, the Rory Lairds of the world, not many of us aren't going to start with Lairds. So are we assured in, in our cheaper primo mids that they're going to turn up or 110 plus most weeks? We Most of us are going to have Dunkley in the forward line, and I feel like he's going to be a good option as a captain for the most of the season. But nevertheless, yeah, we need to um, have some levers to pull when when necessary throughout the early rounds. Okay, Jeff, so we are talking AFL fantasy season-long classic mode. This discussion is a pre-season pod, sort of consideration for premium Midfielders there. So this podcast has been recorded on Tuesday night, February 14, and of course the news has been crushed out for you on the AFR Readings Network. The content is free, likes and retweets are always appreciated. Again, make necessary adjustments as news comes to hand. Alrighty, Jeff, let's get into it. So premium mids are going to go 700k or above. First one here is Rory Led, priced at a massive $1,070,000. So priced at 120.9. I'm not considering him at round one. I'm happy to just to take the plunge um, and not roster him. So it's going to be pure midfield. I expect strong midfield usage there as well. Yeah, it's it's too expensive. Expensive, sorry to start with, isn't it? It really affects how you spend in other lines. If you do go with Laird, I've tried to play with it and have a balanced team with him in, and I just can't make it work. So I want him, but unfortunately, I can't afford him for round one. 
Yeah, just the other thing to keep in mind with Laird here for the listeners. So it sounds as if, you know, obviously we've got Rochelle in there, going to see a little bit of midfield time. Rankin's definitely going to see some midfield time. It's not going to be high, but we're going to look talk about, you know, some a few extra crumbs for some of those forward sort of sort of slash mid, mids, and that's Rochelle and Rankin right there as well. Um, Berry's in there, Laird's in there, Sliga's going to get, get a go, Keys is in there. Is it like the one thing that I'm thinking about, Jeff, is it is it Lee going to see that like a drop in like a you know five percent in centre bounces? So if that's the case, you know, how's he going to fit in? It's definitely uh, midfield. Um, heard him talk um, earlier this week, and so it's not going to be any halfback or where he was previously. So it's going to be strong midfield usage, but I just wonder if it's just going to be just a little bit of a drop off in percentage there in centre bounces. Your thoughts? Yeah, even if it's a slight regression, it's it doesn't justify your starting price, does it? So, yeah, let's let's see how it pans out. I think that's the wisest move we can we can make for round one. Next one here, Andrew Brayshaw, nine nine five k price at one twelve point four. I think there's actually some upside here. The, the the one thing that's staring at me with Brayshaw is his first couple of opponents. I mean, he could be staring at a couple of early tags, which is probably no good for his price. Definitely one I'm considering though. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth, mate. Exactly right. Winhager probably goes in round one if Winhager plays as a tagger. Um, we know Ross the Boss loves playing taggers. And, um, yeah, there's North and West Coast after that. So you'll get some attention. He's a quality player. Again, priced pretty highly um, with a break-even of 112 or priced at 112. So... Yeah, I, I think, again, we'll be definitely a top 10 midfielder for the season, fantasy-wise. It's just when we jump on. Uh, Justin Longmuir highly praised uh, the pre-season of Rayshaw, so just keep that in mind. So he did that today, so you know he's quite bullish on what he is expecting from his number one mid this year. Next one here, Clayton Oliver, 994K, priced at 112.3. Uh, pure mid inside mid, it's going to be high midfield usage. Uh, but there might be the possibility here that Melbourne might throw a few more plays into their midfield mix um, this season, and they've been pretty narrow in their focus there um, the last couple of years under Simon Goodwin. So I just wonder if that just shows off a percentage or two on his centre bounces. But it, it will be high midfield usage um, and high centre bounces. Uh, it's one I'm considering. He's had a thumb issue there as well throughout pre-season, so just keep that in mind there for listeners. So, yeah, but certainly one I'm considering. Yeah, he'll be around the mark again, like Brayshaw. I, the thumb issue, as long as he's getting the Ks in his legs, which he would do, yep. um, I don't think that's too much of a problem. But he doesn't. Oliver doesn't have that secondary position like Petrarca, and even Viney can play a bit of half-forward outside as well. So you would think, Oliver, it's all steam ahead as per usual. Yeah, it's still strong for me. Next one here, Callum Mills. So... He's priced at 983k. That is 111.1 points. So it's going to be pure midfield again. Yeah, he can go behind the ball there as well. Um, and I expect probably at some stages we're going to see that throughout the year. And I actually don't mind that. If he sits behind the ball, sits in the midfield, still still not bad. It's probably appropriately priced for me. Um, but I don't think I'm going to start with him at round one jump. No, me neither. Again, it's, it comes down to price. You know, we all, as owners, like most of us were owners of him last year. It's pretty frustrating watching him at full back, regardless if he was getting some cheap plus sixes. So he hindered his scoring in the second half of the year, and that trend may continue. So 
with that possibility, I think it's a high risk start and, and a no from me. Yeah, I just wonder if he was a little bit injured last year because I noticed sometimes he was starting out of the centre bounce as well and it, like he was on the ground and just starting outside the centre bounce and yeah, I just wonder if that's rotating or maybe developing youth. But yeah, just maybe keep that in mind of you know if, it, if it's is it going to be really high, super high centre bounces? Maybe not, but it might be similar to last year. Next one here, Jack Steele. So we're at nine seventy eight k for Steele, priced at one hundred and ten point five. I actually think there could be a bit of a shave-off on his average this season. So the Saints are going to play a run-and-gun speed-type game plan. And we have seen over the last few years, teams that play that type of game, front-half-type game, is that, you know, the mids don't really get there in high averages. Now, if you look at Jack Steele and a few others at St Kilda, they've dropped a heap of weight, so they're going to run. Um, and I just think Jack Steele might see a bit of a impact negatively um, so there's one I'm definitely not. I'm actually out on Jack Steele to start the season. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. i am been out on him for a while. I think people forget how Ross Lyon played in his last couple of years at Frio. He actually didn't play too slow at all. Um, he's probably got that stereotype from early years. But, yeah, all, this, all the evidence suggests it's a run-and-gun style of play. Yep, his weight loss is a, is a note. Um, and that doesn't suit his natural game. And, yeah, there'll be a regression in scoring, in my opinion, for his fantasy. So it's a no to start round one, but, you know, he'll be around the mark for the season. Again, it's a bit like Brayshaw, when do we jump on? Let's, maybe it's wise just to get a look at it and see where Steel lands and, you know, maybe we're both wrong and he just goes gung-ho and we jump on later regardless. But, yeah, I, I think it's a high-risk pick to start the year. Next one here, Tuke Miller, so at 972k, 109.8. I think there's some value in this price, Jeb. Um, so he's going to be high inside midfield usage, high centre bounces, all the things that we love, and we know he is a high ceiling type player. Is one certainly I'm considering to start at round one, Jeb. Yeah, no, me too. I, I'm a big Took fan. I think he's got a hard run to start with, but if anyone can break a tag with his fitness and work rate, it's him. We know that. He's proved that in the past. He's an ultimate professional, and the Suns are up and coming, hey? So they're going to be pushing pretty much. I would expect them to be seventh or eighth coming season end, or that's their target as a team, as a goal, to make finals. So with that comes, you know, responsibility on the leaders' heads like Took, and it's going to be a big year for him. So, yeah, I I don't mind the pick for round one and and beyond. Next one here is Zach Merritt, 949k, 107.2. Starting price, um, probably maybe upside available for Zach Merritt. So it's going to be high inside midfield usage. Now, as it's um, SN match simulation there last week, and uh, don't take this as gospel that he's going to be doing this throughout the year, and maybe they just tried to implement other players into the, to the centre bounces. But he did start out on the uh, wing just a little bit, not too much, but I think over the course of the season, it's going to be high inside midfield usage, it's going to be high centre bounces. I think there's a little bit of upside here. He is one player that I am considering at round one, Jeff. No, me too. He's got a natural fantasy game, always has. Um, he's still the best kick in that Essendon team by a long, long way, and the ball will naturally get in his hands because of it. His teammates will look for him because he's a great facilitator of the play and deliverer of the ball inside 50 especially. So, yeah, that's going to continue this year. I, I think it's a good pick. Now, Essendon want to play a, a faster style, style top game there as well. We know that already. So, 
as much as I said that, you know, uh, Jack Steele are going to play running gun at the Saints there, with Zach Merritt, uh, similar type game style, maybe not as fast. But the one thing with Essendon is if they start to struggle with losses and scoreboard there as well, they might want to slow down that ball movement. So as much as they want to play an initial fast game, it might be just take a while. And if they're struggling throughout the year, the ball movement might, sl- might slow down, which will play right into the hands of Zach Merritt. So just keep that in mind. Next one here, Lockie Neal, 947k, price at 107.0. So we're seeing a bit of an influx here. Um, Dunkley and Ashcroft uh, lines there as well. Does he come back into that team? But there is competition for spots. But I think we're going to see Lockie Neal inside that midfield at a high rate, which includes centre bounces. There is upside available here, I believe. Um, but, yeah, just you know, might be appropriately priced here. So um, I am considering Lockie Neal at round one. Interesting. I, I'm not, really. I think Ashcroft and Dunkley take a little bit away from him. Um, and his first tag option at Prism Lines anyway. So, yeah, not really one I'm considering. Next one here, Brad Krause. So, St. Kilda scenario again, fastball movement, 942k, 106.4. Um, similar type scenario for where I'll put Jack Steele in, so it might be a bit of a shave off from points point of view. Um, no consideration for me. Yeah, none for me, mate. Next one here, Bailey Smith for the Bulldogs, 935k, price at 105.6. So, a little bit limited in preseason, but I believe that was a little bit of deloading there as well. He's a fitness freak, obviously missed a preseason map. Uh, most of his preseason, or a fair bit of his preseason, when he first got drafted, and then he went on to play every game. So I don't think that's an issue. His fitness, uh, he looked fine when I was out there a couple of weeks ago. Bulldogs match simulation, although he didn't do much there, but there was nothing sort of hampering him whatsoever. Now I think there's upside for me. I think there's upside in his price here, 105.6. Um, you expect with Dunkley going at the door that his midfield and centre bounce usage uh, could go up. Maybe, and I'm thinking it should go up. Hopefully that is the case. Um, here's a consideration for me to start round one. Yeah, me too. I just want to see some assurance along the way from Bevo or anyone about his time on ground. I want it to be back in those high 80s, low 90s, the way he started the year last year for me to really lock him in for round one. Next one here, Sam Wolf. So back surgery uh, late in the year last year. So he's going to miss the first few games, 916K, 103.5. No consideration, obviously, for you and I, Jeb. And I think I might hold off Walsh throughout the year. Um, obviously, when he comes back into that team, he'll be ready to go. And it might be actually a POD for those that are interested there. So no consideration, round one for me, obviously. Yeah, let's reassess after the buy, see how, um, you know, how miraculously he does recover. Back injuries are big ones, and he's going to have to work into the season. Next one here, Jack McRae, Bulldogs, 916K, price at 103.5. Again, Duckley at the door. Uh, hopefully there's a little bit of bounce in his centre bounces this year from compared to last year. Uh, I think there's some, some upside in his price. Um, interested to see if the Bulldogs move a little bit quicker. Now they've got some key targets up forward, and obviously they're pretty strong behind the ball now there as well. So just want to interested to see. We're only going to see the Bulldogs one practice game there as well. So that's going to be interesting to see if that is the truth. Uh, from the practice game to round one. And that obviously includes midfielders and centre bounces and, and what they're going to do to start the season. So, But for me, Jack McRae, a little bit of value here there for me. I'll consider him, but I don't think I'm going to go there, but still in my pool of players. Yeah, he's in my pool of players too. I, um, he's, to be honest, he's been in and out of my team most of this preseason. Um, 
I suppose my concern is Bever when moving the magnets and whether it's half forward or wing or uh, as well as inside mid. I just don't feel like McRae adapts well to the secondary position um, and it hinders his scoring as a result. Next one here, Hugh McCluggage, 909K, 102.7 average that. Um, again, that mid- Brisbane midfield is going to get a little bit busier there. So uh, how much does that influence uh, McCluggage's scores? Probably appropriately priced for me. But when you consider, I mean, if you're looking at Dunkley, Neil, McCluggage, you know, they're all priced um, pretty high. So is, does one player get impacted there? And if that's the case, could it be McCluggage? Like, he can score, but, you know, Ashcroft going in there, Dunkley going in there, um, I don't think I'm going to consider it McCluggage at round one two. Yeah, he's he's going to be back to his customary wing role. I think they've, you know, they've got other aces um, and players that they can throw out the centre bounces as well. Don't forget Devin Robinson, who I think is going to have a big year, um, and Cam Rayner and um, Zach Bailey. So a lot of names, a lot of mouths to feed. I think McCulloch, McCluggage, sorry, you play him at his strength, and that's his gut running on the wing, and that's where he'll play most of the year, so it's a pass. Next one here, Christian Petrarca. Talked about Melbourne's midfield, so... Uh, if that's going to spread it out a little bit more, we might see Petrarca just a, you know, a few more percentage points forward this year. So 908K, 102.6. I don't think I'm going to start with Petrarca, although, you know, if it's going to be high midfields like we have seen the last couple of years, uh, there is some value, but I just want to see how the season starts for Melbourne, see what they're doing, and to see if Petrarca is a target down the track. So no consideration here for me at round one. Uh, there's a little bit of consideration for me, mate. He, he did have that knee concern, and it hindered his second half of the year last year. And in that first half of the season, he, he probably averaged low to mid-80s in terms of CBA. So, yes, how does the new dynamic work? Does Brayshaw take away from him a little bit and others? Um, you know, are they going to put Pickett in there a bit more here as sparingly? And, and Petrarca's obviously a more natural forward than any other Melbourne midfielder. So, yeah, a lot to weigh up. Um, it's not a definite no, but it's not a definite yes on Petrarca. Next one here, Patrick Cripps, Brownlow Middleist, 903K, 102.0, starting out. Uh, there might even be a little, a little bit of value. Obviously, huge value last year, but might be still a little bit of value here. Uh, to start the season, we know if he starts the season in full health that he can put up some really big... Um, numbers, Jeff. So he did that last year. Um, he may be able to do that this year. No Walsh in that team. It's going to be high centre bounce inside midfield usage. Uh, he's a ball. Uh, can be tagged, but you know it's probably wasting players' time to busy just bust through that. So I don't think there's any issue there. A uh, little bit of value. I'll consider at round one, Jeff. Yeah. Look, I um, I think he has proved his ceiling scores in 2022, and I. You know, many of us can't really rule him out because of that. That's what we're all about, the high ceiling scores. And he, he's going to have a big prominent load in that inside mid for the Blues this year. The, again, Carlton's one of those teams that are really vying for that top eight spot. Um, and Cripps and others are all going to need to improve on that. So, yeah, he's on my radar. I don't, you know, it's it's more unlikely than likely, but don't rule him out as quick as many have um, fantasy coaches that is around the trap, so I think he's still got a lot to offer. Next one here, Josh Kelly, Jed West Giants, 899k price at 
1.6, so expect strong midfield usage there. Obviously, Hopper Toronto out the door. Uh, we're going to be a little bit of a heavier reliance on a few experienced men, and Kelly is certainly one of those. A uh, little bit of value in his price, I reckon, um, is one to consider for me. Yeah, I'm big on Kelly. I think, in, you know, having, well, the way GWSR in terms of their list and the inside midfielders that they have available, he's he's got a bigger role than ever for that Giants team as an inside midfielder. So that's what I like to see in, t- in who I like to pick for, for my primo midfielders, and I think he's going to have a big year, regardless of game style that um, GWS play this year. I think Kelly's a big, big starter for round one, and I'm a big fan. Next one here, Marcus Bontempelli, 891k, price of 100.7. Um, played a little bit forward last year, a little bit hurt there as well. Um, I think with obviously the Bulldogs, uh, pretty solid key forward. Uh, I don't think you'll see. Uh, unless he's hurt there a little bit. I don't think you see Bont and Pally uh, that much forward. Um, so I think it's going to be pure midfield, inside midfield, high centre bounces. I think it's everything that we need to see. Um, hopefully he has a healthy year, and I actually think there's uh, upside in his starting price. So I'm definitely considering Marcus Bont and Pally. Yeah, me too. He's definitely got value, like you said. Captain of the club. Obviously a, a phenomenal player, good deliverer of the football inside 50, and that's where he's um, most damaging. He's going to attract a tag, though. We know that. And um, one of the ways they broke the tag from Bontempelli last year and previous years is to throw him forward. So if that's not on the cards as such so much this year, which we don't think it will be, um, then he's probably going to cop more attention and, um, and not score as well and have some really downer games. So... That needs to be taken into consideration, but you know the good players rise to the to the occasion like Bont will. It's just where they can do it for 22 games. Next one here, Darcy Parish, 888k. So priced at 100.3. I think there's upside in his starting price. Uh, so he'll be inside midfield usage, uh, pretty much at a very strong rate, I would believe, um, which includes centre bounces there as well. I believe uh, once again with merit, as I said, if that ball movement starts to slow down throughout the year, uh, that they could play into the hands of Perry. So he looked great there at training last week, uh, got a stack of it. Um, so certainly bullish on Perry to start him at round one, Jeff. Yeah, I'm a big fan, mate. Um, you know, role, where he's at in his career, age, all that. Um, but the biggest thing is it's a contract year for Darcy Parrish. And as we said pre-pod, um, we talked about it's his big payday in the terms of him being a restricted free agent. So he's going to attract outside interest and um, that's only going to, you know, increase his value. So he's got a point to prove, try maximize his big contract for his career and um, hopefully stay with Essendon and for Essendon's fans sake. So, yeah, I'm expecting big things from Parrish in 2023. Next one here, Luke Parker, 871k, price at 98.4. Getting up there in age, obviously we're going to see pretty strong midfield usage. Uh, this one's still developing that midfield there as well, so I just wonder whether Parker is going to be impacted there. So no consideration for me for Parker. Yeah, none for me either. I think his best is past his or past us or for us. So, yeah, it's... um. 
it's not a wise pick in my opinion. Next one here, Noah Anderson, priced at 870k, priced at 98.3. Uh, probably appropriately priced based on the way Gold Coast play a fast attacking brand of football. So there's no real slow ball movement there for a few extra plus sixes there for Anderson. So um, I don't mind he was a player, uh, but I don't think I'm going to start with him at real one. Yeah, I like him. I think there's upside here. I, I think he's the type of player I look for. He's a hungry inside-outside midfielder that gets, you know, all stat, ticks all stat lines, tackles, marks, kicks, and, and the like. He's never going to get attention playing with Took Miller. He's not the greatest kick in the world either, but there's there's improvement here as as the collective being the Gold Coast Suns, and um, I think that's going to equate to their leaders, and that's Noah Anderson. So... I'm highly, highly considering now uh, Anderson on for round one, and I encourage others to be as well. Next one here, George Hewitt for Carlton, 870k, price at 98.3. Going to see strong midfield usage, Jep, which includes centre bounces. Um, I'll consider keeping open mind. I don't think I'm going to start with him at round one, though. No, he's had an interrupted pre-season too, so that's a big red mark to start the year. So, yeah, it's a no from me. Next one here, Jaden Short, expected to go half-back. Uh, to start the season, so we'll see how that goes. 867k, price at 98. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to see this one evolve for Jaden Short, see where his exact role is. If it's halfback, we might see him um, get some uh, DPP action there as well, so let me see what's happening throughout the year, so no consideration to start at Real Madrid. Yes, likewise with me, mate, until he gets defender status, if he does, um, that's when we change our tune on Short. Next one here, Ollie Wines, 866k, 97.9, priced at uh, big interrupted pre-season coming back from surgery for Ollie Wines, so definitely no consideration here at round one, Jeff. Yeah, can't, we can't break our rule. You know, we've got to have fit players going into round one, absolutely flying in all aspects, and Wines, unfortunately, has been up against it with injuries, so, yeah, it's a big fat no to start the year. Next one here, Ben Keys, Adelaide. So he did see a reduction in centre bounces last year, a little bit injured there, as he said as well. He was hoping to go back into midfield at a very high rate this year, but it looks as though that Adelaide want to uh, give more exposure to other players. So he's going to be heavily impacted, 97.4, price at 862k. Uh, certainly not a consideration here for me. Yeah, I don't think you can do it. Um, he might actually get forward status with a bit of luck, but maybe not. Um but, yeah, that uncertainty with Roll, the emergence of Sam Berry and others, Rankin now in the mix, and Rochelle, another pre-season a bit stronger. It's not looking good for Keys, so, yeah, it's a no for now. Next one, Carl Aim on Mr. Hawthorne in the off-season, 855k price at 96.6. Uh, did a stack of... Uh, Worked at Port Adelaide last year and obviously had some big scores there as well. So new club, um, just, yeah, obviously let this one evolve. He's going to play outside probably mostly, so that's just a straight no for me, Jip. Yeah, same with me, bud. I think there will be times where he plays at some CBAs where Hawthorne's lists at, but I just, um, I'm worried about picking any Hawthorne players, to be fair, in terms of starting 22 because... They're just going to be so volatile with scores and getting thumped and not having possession as much. So, yeah, you can't really do it, can you? No. And the next one here, Jack Viney for Melbourne. Probably I'll lock it in as maybe number four centimetres. It could even be number three, maybe. 
Uh, be right in that range there as well. So 854k price at 96.5. As I said earlier with Petrarca and Oliver, you know, if the Demons going to widen their centre bounces in, in midfield usage there this year, we, like we both, probably both agree it's probably not going to be Oliver. Uh, that Viney might be impacted here a little bit as well, but 96.5 might even be a little bit over for me, so certainly no consideration for me. Yeah, big fat no from me too, bud. Next one here, Adam Trelaw, 854k, 96.5 price, that massive injury interrupter pre-season. Straight no from that point of view. Let's see when he gets back into playing, and uh, hopefully he starts at round one. Let's see where he goes. Um, so no consideration with his injury history of coming off an interrupted pre-season. So just a straight no from me, Jeff. Yeah, no from me too, but I must just note that I, I think they might protect him when he does come back, and he might get a bit of a half-back role, which would suit fantasy scores and some potential DPP action. So just note that um, for the yeah, for during the season. Next one up here, Tom Mitchell, 853k, priced at 96.4, comes over from Hawthorne to Collingwood. Collingwood screaming out for stoppage inside midfielders last year, and they got that big time with Tom Mitchell. Now, the opposing to um, Tom Mitchell starting him at this price is a Collingwood player fast, attacking brand of football. But let me revert back to, you know, Craig McRae was screaming out for this type of player last year, and he has actually got it. So um, I actually don't have Mitchell in my team at the moment, but he's certainly a strong consideration. Yeah, he's not for me, actually. Um, I've not really been hot on Titch the way Collingwood play, and... Last year, the highest averaging score for Collingwood was 94.3 from Jack Crisp. So, but we do note, should note that Crisp started the year as a halfback flanker and then worked his way as an inside mid. So, I know Mitchell will naturally tackle and command the ball from CBAs, and he is a different player. I just don't think there's that huge upside, and I don't think he's that 110 fantasy player anymore. So. With that, I wouldn't be picking him. Next one here, Kane Guthrie, Geelong. So 849k, price at 95.9. Yeah, he'll be in there pretty strong radar. It's just this year for the Cats. Uh, But I don't think I'm going to start with him at round one. Uh, No, I think your theory of not picking any Geelong players last year was a wise one. and I think this year is almost as identical. Next one here, Jai Simkin. So price at 846k, 95.6. I'm saying there's some upside here available. So uh, we're definitely going to see opportunity, and opportunity is right here for Simkin because he's going to be in that midfield, I believe, at a very strong rate, which includes centre bounces there. So upside available, definitely consideration for me at round one, Joe. Yeah, he's huge consideration for me too. I'm a big Simkin fan, I think. The way Clarko, um, you know, gives responsibility to his leaders, and we've seen in the past, although Hawthorne was star-studded, um, a lot of play and setup was from the leaders, and Simpkins going to be heavily responsible for that. He's going to command his natural ball. The problem is, he's going to be a tag target. So they play West Coast in round one, and Simo does go heart and soul. I know it's a long year. But um, with that sort of hindrance at the start of the season with cash generation as well as score, is it um, is it a pass or not? Is yeah, yet to be seen. Just between you, me, and the listeners, Jet, this is what the listeners and yourself and I will be looking for in practice matches for North Melbourne. 
is that when they can see the score or coming out of V50, I just just count how many you know chip kicks plus sixes are coming from North Melbourne. Um, just yeah, it's one to keep an eye out. If they're playing ball control, um, bringing the ball forward, uh, which I believe that this is a, a possibility, uh, that lends itself to looking at uh, Jai Simkin. And we'll talk about Luke Davies, Uniaki soon. So, yeah, just one thing for the listeners to keep an eye out. It's only between you, me, and the listeners, Jeff. That's it. No one else. Just keep an eye out. I agree with you. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, just to close that out, I think North Melbourne are very likely to play a more controlled game in Clarko's first year, and, yeah, that's going to equate to better scores. Next one here, Will Brody, Fremantle, 845K. So second year at Freo, going to see a lot of inside midfield usage there. Again, 95.5. He's going to be in the top four centre bounces, uh, an extractor top player. Uh, it's probably up there in price, I reckon, so definitely not a consideration for me, Jeff. Yeah, he's, I, I would say he gets the same role as last year because he just played it so brilliantly. So with that, there's not much upside, and it's a no from me. Next one here, Travis Boak, 841K, price at 95. Uh, midfield, but it's going to be a reduced midfield usage this year, so he's going to spend a little bit of time forward there. Price at 95 is a straight no for me. Straight no for me too, but again, another one I'm looking for for forward status, just marking it down and seeing how that plays out. Next one here, Jack Crisp. Going to see midfield usage there for the Maypies this year. The start of the season, I would expect. 835k, price at 94, price at 94.4. I think that's really where his price is for me. I'm not too sure about you. So um, I'll be out on Crisp to start the season, Jack. Yeah, I agree, mate. There's not much upside with Crisp is there. Um, he's probably not going to get defender status this year either. So it's a pass from me too. Next one, Matthew Kennedy, South Carolina inside mid, 831k, price at 93.9. Can score, um, but I don't think I'm going to go there at round one. If I'm going anywhere, it's going to be Cripps, probably not Kennedy there. So an out for me on Kennedy Jip. Yeah, it's a bit of an outside pick, isn't it? Uh, Cripps commanding a lot of the footy. we got Hewitt in there, Chera as well, and, and others splattering through now Doherty might command a bit more away from him. So, yeah, you can't really pick Kennedy, can you? Next one here, Luke Davies, Uniaki. You talked about North Melbourne there and what I think could potentially happen. Not saying he's locked in, but, yeah, just keep an eye on how how strongly or high they are controlling the ball coming out of D50. So it's definitely one thing I am looking out for. So his price at 824K, um, 93.1. There is some upside there, and his career is developing nicely. So... Uh, this is one player who could actually go off this year, and which would mean that his price tag is 93.1 is under compared to where he potentially could go. So a consideration for me, Chip. Yeah, he's highly considered by me, my friend. If um, you know, he's with Simpkin being a captain of the club and attracting, I think Simpkin's still the first tag. Just it might be a case by case basis based on each team, but uh, yeah, Luke Davies Uniac, it's um. It's going to be a big year for him, I think, and uh, fantasy-wise, he's going to pay dividends to those at starting room 1-1, in my opinion. Next one here, Jared Lyons, 810k, price at 91.5. So, groin issues last year and uh, really struggled with that. 
Um, so some improvement over preseason, but yeah, a little bit interrupted here for Jared Lyon. So straight no on that. Not only that, is it Dunkley's coming into that midfield? Ashcroft is coming into that midfield there as well. So where does actually Lyon sit in the mix there? So is it a straight no for me on Lyon's trip? Yeah, straight no for me too. He's, the, he's unfortunately getting phased out, and we saw that in the second half of last year. Next one here, Lockie Whitfield, probably uh, outside halfback, hopefully, but wing role is probably in his zone of roles for Whitfield this season. So 804K, uh, price at 90.8. So you probably use his speed a little bit more under Adam Kingsley. So, you know, whether that lends to less um, plus sixes and just chipping the ball around, that's possible. Therefore, he might be appropriately priced. Um, I'm considering Whitfield, um, but only after I see the Giants play in their preseason game and just to lock in a definitive role for him. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be considering him for round one not as a pure midfielder. Um, but yeah, it's interesting how he plays. Whether he uses that wing role or like a quarterback running from you know half back gut running through. So, and we know Richmond and Kingsley's system that he's coached under as an assistant. That's what he's been used to. So I can see that happening. But, again, let's see it play out. See if there's DPP before jumping on. Next one here, Tom Liberatore, getting up there in age. 801K, 90.5. Probably unders, he can get a little bit higher than that. And, obviously, with Dunkley at the door, going to be more responsibility there. So if he has a healthy season, I could expect that he could average more. But I don't think I'm going anywhere near Liberatore to start the season, Joe. Uh, when he's spending that much, you want him for the whole year. And he's just, he's never shown it in the past. And he, although he probably might get a little bit more CBAs with um, no dunks, I just, yeah, I can't go there. Next one, Seb Ross, St Kilda. So 799k, price at 90.3. So again, Saints running gun type ball. Um, if I'm out on steel, I'm out on crouch. Well, I'm definitely out on Seb Ross. So definitely a no for me. Yeah, no for me too. Next one here, Dion Prestia, injury history. Is pretty high here for Presti, unfortunately. He can score, we know that. 788k, 89.0, too much risk here for me. Straight no, Jip. Yeah, Mr. Soft Tissues, yep, straight no for me too. Chad Warner, Sydney, 785k, 88.7. So he's the up-and-coming top young midfielder. He's a bull, and I expect that he's going to develop even more this year. Um, he can score, we know that. It's just we need to, you know, get him up near that. 100 mark average. Can he do it? I think he can. I think there's some upside there, but there's probably risk. And so still so young in his career whether he can get there. So it's a consideration for me. Um, but, yeah, I know if I do select him, there's going to be a lot of risk associated with that. So just a consideration here at this stage. Yeah, there's definitely upside with Warner. I think that's no doubt. He, he's probably first tag at Sydney, though, and... In the past, I'm you know doing a bit of due diligence on him. I don't. He's never really been that 30 possession guy. He's always been the low 20s, mid 20s sort of possession numbers. So that's just harder to propel yourself into those 100 plus fantasy scores week in week out, which is what we need. So it's yeah, it's it's not a total you know line through him, but at this stage, it's a pass. Next one here, Adam Chera. So it's going to be strong midfield usage from Chera. So 780k. Price at 88.1. I do see a little bit upside in Chera, uh, but I don't think I'm going near him at round one. Yeah, I must admit, he's been in my team 
for a lot of the preseason. I've just gone off him recently just because I feel like Carlton need to be more direct in with their play, with their football play, and he's that really inside-outside player. So he can hit all stat lines, get the tackles and all that. But I, I just feel like Carlton are going to be more direct and there's just going to be a slight shift. And from the centre bounces, that's going to affect him in his scores. And, yeah, it's a pass for now. Yeah, I expect the same game style from Carlton there this year. So I don't think there's going to be that, many, that much change there. So, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Next one here, Matt Crouch. So 778k, price at 87.9. Uh, so where does he actually stand in that mix for Adelaide? And we're not even just talking about centre-bounces here. Where does he actually stand in you know, best 22? So if we can't answer that now, you know, who knows where we're going to be just before round one. So straight out for me on Matt, Matt Krauscher. Yes, me too. Straight no. Next one here might be a little bit interesting from you. I'm not too sure, but there it certainly is for me. Caleb Sarong, 777k, price at 87.8. Um if, like Freo, similar top game style as well. I think it's going to play into the hands of Sarong. So obviously another year under his belt. Um, he he is right at that age where he could just hit that ton. So I think there's some upside in his average. Certainly a consideration for me at round one, Joe. Massive interest from me, mate. We he's going to get a little bit more time on ground, and he's as he's more mature. We know Andy Brayshaw is going to attract tag, and he's not. And I feel like his development as a player and as a leader of that football club and that midfield has really been underrated. Um, I went and saw Frigo training and he was, Hayden Young was one that stood out pretty, you know, pretty black and white. Um, he was a clear standout, but then Sarong wasn't far behind him. He was phenomenal. Um, look, free moving, you know, barking instructions, gut running, all doing all the things that coaches love to see in pre-season. Um, and I'm expecting a huge year. I think he can score 100-plus for the season, no doubt. Um, whether he gets to 110 is is probably unlikely, but he, I, I give him a good shot at it. Um, and, yeah, he's one I'm very, very much considering for round one. Next one here, John Newcomb, 775K. Hawthorne, I expect him to be almost number one at Hawks for centre bounces inside midfield usage there this year. We know Sam Mitchell loves him. Price at 87.6. Oh, there's probably some upside there, but I don't think I can do it, Jeff. Yeah, I can't do it either, mate. It's um, Hawthorne are in for an up-and-down year. Um, and when those volatile sort of games and seasons occur, it's just not going to quite for consistent fantasy scoring where we need it to be. Next one here, GWS. So it's Harry Perryman, 766K, 86.6. I'm expecting some uh, pretty strong midfield usage, and that's inside midfield usage, and that's centre bounces there. Um, so this is one that's a consideration for me. I don't really have heard anyone sort of considering him over um, social media and all that. So, but, yeah, certainly one for your consideration for me. I want to see what he does in, the, obviously, that one practice game. Uh, but, yeah, he could be in that top four range of centre bounces for GWS across the season. And price at 86.6, like, he can score. And, and I'm thinking there's upside in his average there, Jeb. So consideration there for me for sure. Yeah, a little bit for me too. I'm probably not as keen or bullish on him as you are, but there's definite upside. I, I wish he was a defender because I think he'd be in a lot of teams um, with – a, a likely permanent role as an inside mid this year for GWS, given 
where their list is at. So I think, um, yeah, it's going to be a good year for him. Definite upside, it's just how much. So, you know, if we compare him to Sarong, Sarong's probably got a bit more projection than Perryman, in my opinion, where Freeman all are at as a team. And, yeah, that just puts Perryman on the back burner a little bit. Next one here, Blake Akers, 755K, price of 85.3. Moves from Fremantle to Carlton in the offseason. He's locking down a wing role, which can provide volatile scores. So um, he can score, but just that wing role, Jeff, just not for me. I'm not targeting any players with a wing-type role, so an out for me. Yeah, I'm only targeting inside mids, mate, as a result. And as we know, they're the ones that score the best in fantasy. So, yeah, straight no. Next one here, Luke Shuey. So the roles here, halfback or mid, I don't mind for any top player. But for Shuey and his injury history, uh, there's high risk here. So he's 754K, and that's 85.2 starting price. So yeah, based on, like, I think there's upside here. If he can have a, if he can play every game, I think he's going to score quite well. But I just can't trust that he's going to do that. So straight out for me on Shuey. Yeah, no for me just because of his injury history. Next one here, Scott Pendlebury. So we're going to see a little bit more half-back usage there for Pendlebury this season. So 752K, price at 85. I think we can let the season start before we consider Pendlebury if he gets DPP there, Jep. So definitely a no for me. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. Let's see when he gets defender status, how his body's at. He's 34 years of of age from memory. So getting on, um, they might need to manage him through the year as well as a result. Next one here, Tom Green for the Giants, 752K, price at 85. Uh, he's going to be probably near that number one for inside centre bounce uh, midfield usage for the Giants. So, yeah, he's one that consider for me at round one, Jim. For sure. Um, big on my radar. Inside ball, loves to tackle. Probably doesn't get enough marks that we need, but nevertheless... Uh, does a lot of, or does most of the right things. So, yeah, he's high on my radar. i just concerned he's going to be more handball happy with his clearances and being an extractor for GWS, but nevertheless, he's cheap enough to uh, warrant selection for round one. Next one here, Dylan Shule for SNN, 747K, price at 84.4. Based on his previous scoring history, there's probably upside available here. Um, I'm expecting pretty strong midfield usage there as well. I don't think I can do it. Um, he's possibly that first interchange into the centre bouncers, so start the game and then he's in there after the first rotation. Um, so definitely I'm going to say no consideration for me for Shield for round one. Yeah, no for me too, mate. I, um, I He's never really put it all together in the season, has he? So no. I don't know why he'll start now, but he's fit and firing and it looks like he's burning up the track, dare I say it. So... Wouldn't surprise me if he starts here with a bang. It's just how the season goes on. And pre- for us, the big benchmark or, or line in the sand is the performance till the buy round. So, yeah, it's a bit long from, for us to rely on him, I think. Next one here, Sanbury Adelaide. Said recently he's looking out for more ball this year, which would be great. But, you know, when he's getting more ball, that means he's reducing his tackles there. So they can't coincide right there as well. But if they, you know, obviously if he increases his ball and tackle rate stays the same, that there is some upside in his price, which is 746k, price at 84.3. I don't think I'm going to do it, although I think there is upside in his price, Jeff. Mate, I consider it for about five minutes, and then, yeah, just really with Laird around him and 
really smooth ball users like Rankin and Rochelle are going to be at his hip sometimes here or there. I feel like, yeah, it's not going to equate to great fantasy scores. Barry's going to be extracting it out to those guys and not so much dominating possession. Next one here, Tim Kelly, 744K, plus at 84.1. I think he's going to be number one in that uh, centre bounce inside midfield usage for the Eagles this year. Uh, He's fully fit. He's had probably one of his best pre-seasons ever. Uh, If you think back, Jep, when he went to Geelong, uh, he was putting up some really big scores. So at 84.1, I think there's some genuine upside there. So he's actually a really big consideration for me at round one, Jep. Yeah, he's a big smoky, isn't he? I um I agree with you. I think again he um with the general improvement of the health of the West Coast list this year, and him having the support of Yo and Sheed around him, it's going to improve Kelly as well. So um yeah, a high risk, high reward sort of pick to to start the year. Like I said, he's probably just going to go to the buy rounds before. You know, in terms of doing his job for us as fantasy coaches, and I, I wouldn't rule it out, but I just think it's a high-risk pick. Next one here, Lockie Hunter for Melbourne. So he moves across from the Bulldogs in the off-season, and he's going to lock into a wing-type role for the Demons. So he's priced at 732k, and which will be 82.7 average. So interestingly that, you know, He's going to be used at stoppages. Um, so I don't think that's going to be centre bounces, but I think that's stoppages around the ground. It's probably appropriately priced. Maybe even if you could argue that there's some upside in his scoring. But out on a wing jet, there can be volatile scores. So I am out on Lockie Hunter. Yeah, no, sticking to my rule. Mid, inside mids only to start the season. And, um, yeah, it's uh, Hunter's not that. Well, not where we need it to be, so it's a no. Next one here, Jager O'Meara, 727k, price at 82.1. I think there's some upside in his scores, but I don't think I'm going to go there round one. So he's managed his knees over the last few years, obviously has uh, some big knee injuries over his career. Um, he's going to be pretty strong midfield support uh, for Fremantle there. So I think he can get there, and, and you know, he's probably um, on limited game time there as well. So straight no for me on O'Meara. Yeah, me too. I, I still, I, I will add that he looked when I saw him in the flesh in preseason uh, training a couple of weeks back. He did look really good, and there was no secondary position for him either. He was pure mid yep. the whole time. So I am interested in his role, but again, it's a bit like Kelly. It's probably a high risk pick when there's Brayshaw, Sarong, um, Brody, and Fife here, there, and everywhere as well. So. Where he fits is yet to be seen. Next one here, James Robottom, 726k Sydney, 82 is priced at. There's one player that I'm really interested to see. Um, obviously, you can play inside mid, so we just want to see a little bit more ball there and see a little bit more consistency with the scores, but obviously we only get to see him a couple of times in practice matches. So it's certainly a consideration for me, not ruling it out, and, yeah, just want to see really strong midfield usage over the next couple of games here. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? When Mills sort of started on those wings and came out of the CBAs, Robottom took his place um, retrospectively and um, he effectively, well, shared the role as such in terms of CBAs. So oh, I don't know how Longmire is going to start the year with him and, and his whole midfield for that matter. It's it's a bit of a puzzling act, so maybe one to reassess after pre-season games, but for now it's a no. 
Next one here, Harry Morris and Hawthorne. Uh, developing team this year, Hawks. So 723k price at 81.7, and Morrison is currently injured, so straight no chip. Yeah, no for me too. Next one, Taylor Adams, Collingwood, inside midfield. Expecting high midfield usage and high centre bounce usage. So 722k, 81.6. That's pretty much his only role on your, only role he can play. Um, there is probably upside in his average, 81.6. It actually sounds pretty low for Taylor Adams. Uh, fastball movement for the Pies, I probably reckon he could hit 90, but, you know, do we want to spend that much money? We, we need players to be hitting well above 100 if we're going to spend that much money. I don't think he can get there, Jeff. So an out for me on Adams. Yeah, exactly right, but he doesn't really have a fantasy ceiling anymore, so, yeah, it's a no. Next one here, Andrew Gaff for West Coast. Price at 719k, which is 81.2. That's kind of low for Gaff. Uh, going to play out in the wing, and we know we can rack it up at the best of times. Getting up there in age, uh, faster ball movement, Simpson wants to play. Whether that eventuates again this year, not too sure. But I expect in a lot of outside midfield, midfield usage, which is going to be volatile scoring, so out for me on Gaff. Yeah, he's um, he's dropped a heap of weight, old Gaffy, um, to the point where he's looking pretty gaunt. <laughs> he uh, Yeah, he looks like a new person. So running really hard on those wings... Again, the way football's progressing, faster ball movement, even with West Coast and even with Optus being a plus six ground, I don't think you can still go. The days of picking Gaffer long gone, so yeah, it's a pass. Next one here, David Swallow for Gold Coast. So 717k, price at 81. Still expecting to see uh, some center bounce, strong center bounce usage. Uh, could start on a win there as well. So. Um, I think he'll provide good midfield support, but I'm not spending 717k on Swallow price at 81 chip. Yeah, no, me neither. Wrong side of 30 as well, so yeah, straight no. Next one here, Jacob Hopper uh, for Richmond, 716k price at 80.9. I expect him to be pretty high midfield usage here, Jeb, so certainly a consideration for me at round one. Uh, yeah, a li- little bit on my radar. I don't think he's a bit like... Um, uh, sorry, Rowbottom, he's never really shown a ceiling in terms of his scores. So for that reason, I probably won't pick him, but I'm not putting a, t- a line through him completely just yet. And the final one here, Jeb, so we're going Callum Ward. So 712K uh, for the Giants, so 80.5 price that Probably midfield support uh, for the Giants this year, so straight out for me. Yeah, me too. He's getting on in age as well, and, um, you know, although he's a bigger body and will help with the younger GWS list. I, yeah, it's you can't rely on it, and he's just too awkwardly priced. Mid only, nah, pass. All right, Jeff, let's wrap up this podcast. So, what are you looking for in your mids to finish off preseason? Like I said at the top, I th- we just got an, everyone, every primo we pick in our midfield has to be nailed. So. It's caused me a bit of angst. It's chopping and changing a lot. I've got a deeper list in my midfield, obviously, with the numbers there and everyone's, you know, availability and proven history. So just, yeah, back yourself, I suppose, but try avoid pinking prospective premiums in your midfield. Really pick the bona fides and the guys that have done it before. Yeah, for me, it's uh, plenty of captain options, that's for sure. Uh, we want to see a single role of inside midfield usage there as well. Yeah, and that's probably uh, a few other things added to that as well. So, yeah, definitely um, 
Yeah, I'm not set on my mids, Jeb. Uh, not quite fully yet, but uh, we'll see how we go in the preseason games to finish off. Alrighty, uh, we'll be back shortly uh, for the Plus 6 pod in the coming days, so we'll add a few more podcasts there as well. So in the meantime, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys.